Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Saturday. It's all even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Deezer, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I'm all over the place. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. At All Even Wave, get on that wave. Lots to get into. The NFL has laid down the gauntlet, y'all. I'm going to talk about that. Phone a friend is back with my man Rev Barber from the Rap Lab podcast. That should be very interesting. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. The NFL ain't playing, y'all. They mean business. They have laid down the gauntlet. They have told all the coaches and the players that they're not into losing money anymore. So the NFL has said that there will be no Week 19. There will be no makeup games. If you can't make the games due to COVID uh, protocols and there's an outbreak and it cannot be rectified within that week, that violating team is going to have to forfeit games. They're also going to have to forfeit checks. It's a lot of stuff going on. And there's been a lot of backlash on the other side of it. You have players that are frustrated. You have coaches that are frustrated. Hell, we had two coaches that actually got fired from their positions. You had Rick Dennison from the Minnesota Vikings. He wouldn't take the vaccine and he quit or got fired, however you want to spin it. Then you had Cole Popovich from the New England Patriots. He got let go as well. Like There's just a lot of nonsense going on. You had DeAndre Hopkins tweet about, oh, he may not, you know, be associated with the NFL. He may have to walk away. You have other players who I'll discuss later in my last segment. We all know what that is. I'm not going to reveal that right now. But what I want to talk about is the policy. I completely agree with the NFL. There's not many times that I side with the NFL. Most of the time, I'm on the other side. Most of the time, I think that they put their foot in their mouths a lot. But this time, I'm with the NFL. The NFL is not telling players that you need to get vaccinated. They're not 
strapping you to a chair and bringing over a needle and forcing you to take this. What they're saying is that for those that don't want to take it, be responsible. For those that want to take it, be responsible. You see, the thing is, a lot of people believe in this country that you can be able to do whatever you want. It's free country. Say whatever you want. All of that is true. Except when you work for somebody. If you work in a job, you're a first responder, and you need to take the vaccine because you're first line of defense, there's no choice. It's either you take it, or you're not employed anymore. If there's other particular policies in the job, hey, don't leave the door open or this and that. Like there's certain policies that jobs have, right? Certain protocols that people have to face. And if people are not adhering to the rules and the regulations of that particular job, they face disciplinary action. There's a consequence to every decision that you make, especially in the workforce. So people can abide by the rules at their job. But once they hear about the NFL play, oh, this is terrible. They're, for, they're not forcing them to do anything because at the end of the day, this NFL situation is a job. A lot of players forget that. They just think that, hey, I play a sport and I get paid for it. It's a job. The NFL is a billion-dollar franchise. It's a billion-dollar entity. It's a billion-dollar company. They have sponsors. They have shareholders. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it, and they have to protect the investment, which is the NFL. The investment is the brand, the shield. So guess what? For the players that feel that this is this is restrictive and, oh, they're trying to tell me what to do and maybe I need to quit or retire, that's your option. You can either comply with what your job is telling you to do or you can quit. But I can tell you this, players like DeAndre Hopkins, any other player that comes out for this, you can be replaced. The NFL will keep going. The machine will keep going. So if you don't want to comply, then quit. Leave the millions of dollars behind and go home. Leave the money behind and go home. Simple. I don't understand how this is so difficult to get. It's either you follow protocol or you're going to lose money if you put others at risk. The NFL is not telling you that you can't live your life. They're just telling you, be responsible. Don't be out there going to strip clubs and doing all this nonsense and bringing it back to the team. And then when other players are doing the right thing, you come and you screw it up. That's what they're telling you. We're not having another week to deal with your F up. We're not dealing with that anymore. We did it last season. We made sure that we adhered to policy. We helped people out. We worked with teams that were going through situations. We're not losing any more money for this because everybody should understand 
what is needed going forward now. We've been living in this situation for quite some time now. So if you still don't know how to move and be responsible yet, there's nothing the NFL is going to do for you now. They don't have to hold your hand and baby you anymore because everybody in the NFL are adults. There are no children here. So if you don't know how to be responsible, how to do your job, and to focus on your job, I don't know what to tell you. But you got these players who believe that they can be able to voice their opinion and the NFL is going to say, you know what, maybe maybe we should we should kind of take what we said back because so many players are fighting back against this. They're saying, if you don't like it, leave. We're just fine without you. The people that will suffer are the people that paid big money in their, fa- in their fantasy drafts, drafted you, and you're not going to be there. Those are the people that's going to be, oh, my goodness, what's going on? Where's my player? But in regards to the grand scheme of things, DeAndre Hopkins, as great as he is, can be replaced. Any other player, as great as they are, somebody else is waiting. So, all the people to me that are fighting this rule don't want to be responsible. So I, I'm not I'm not against people that don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah, you don't want to get vaccinated. Go ahead. Do what you gotta do. But don't be reckless and don't put people at danger. Because the thing is, the misinformation about this vaccine is that people think that it's a cure. Oh, well, people are still getting infected. Yeah, it's not a cure. It just prevents you from having the horrible side effects or horrible symptoms and possibly dying and having to be rushed to an ER. That's what it is. So all of this misinformation is just it's gotten people going crazy. But I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to focus on that part. I'm focusing on the responsibility part of it. I wear a mask because I feel comfortable in my mask. I wear a mask because I don't want anybody's breath particles on me. I wear a mask because I'd like to protect the people that are around me. Because I don't want to bring anything home. I want to make sure that everybody who's in my household is safe, responsible. I'm not going out there in some crazy situation to put myself at risk all because I want to have a good time. Life is bigger than that. And a lot of these NFL players or athletes in general feel that they can be able to do whatever the hell they want to do all because they have a certain stature in life. Oh, I've made this amount of, I can do it. No, you can't. You should be more responsible. But the fact that people have money, they feel that they can just be able to do and say and act the way they want to when there's no consequences. Oh, no, 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 no. The NFL is telling you there's big consequences. So if you want to be a dummy, if you want to go out there and act a fool and not protect yourself and put people at risk, you're going to lose game checks now. You're going to get penalized now. That's the situation. I have no problem with this because at the end of the day, this possibly will teach people a little bit more responsibility, a little bit more taking your job seriously, the totality of your job, the way you present yourself, represent yourself, the way you 
behave in public, the things that you do outside of the field, outside of the facility matters now. That's what I'm talking about. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass the NFL. Don't embarrass your family. That's what I'm talking about. It's not about vaxxed or not vaxxed. Just be responsible. Whether you are vaccinated or not vaxxed, wear a mask. Protect people. Just do the right thing. That's my opinion. All I can use is my opinion. But what I'm saying is that for the for the players that are looking at this like, eh, when the NFL, they, they're so... It's so terrible. This is, it's not that serious. Follow protocol because it's your job or find another line of work. But don't complain when that other line of work is not that profitable like what you were doing before. That's my whole point. You want to go ahead and have free speech and go on your social media and look tough, but then you take things down a couple hours later. That, to me, is a joke. That, to me, means that you just, you're not really about what you're saying. So the NFL doesn't have to change their stance because their stance is the right one to take. So they're being adults. They're handling their business responsibly. What are you doing? Are you following suit? For some of these players, the answer is no. And I would love to see the first team that ends up having the forfeit games for a couple of bonehead guys on their team. Oh, I would love to see how that's going to play out. Coming up after the break, phone a friend with Rap Lab podcast co-host Rev Baba. On a Saturday, it's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money for that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, yeah, we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, 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 What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, you, you want to say to the people? Shout out to my young podcast. Yeah, my nigga's joining. What's up? Old Even. Old Even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this on something. Old Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you got well, that's a shout out. You're keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump in the game? All even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. All even podcast, right? All even. That's your man? My man. All right, shout out to all even podcast. 100%. He cool. Is he? He cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Welcome back, y'all. So now to my favorite segment Phone a Friend. Call him up. Call him up, 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 call him up. Competing for a reason, trying to stay undefeated, yeah. Call him up, 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 call him up. Game of the season, don't lie, we're all leaving, yeah. Who we have on the show today is a very good friend of mine. He is a co-host of the Rap Lab podcast, a very good hip-hop podcast. You guys need to check that out. I've known him for damn near 20 years. It's crazy to even say that. It kind of dates our age a little bit. Welcome to the show, my man E. What up, what up? What's going on? <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. Happy to have you on, man. It's, 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 it's been a while. I need I, I need your insight today. Today is an interesting day. You're like, you know, you're, you're an Eagle fan. You know, I, I'm sorry for that. 
But, <laughs> you know, in regards to other stuff, you know, yeah. what I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting time in sports as well as everything else. So, you know, I definitely want to, um, you know, pick your brain about that. But how are you doing today, my man? Man, I'm doing amazing. Life is good. Going to open up the Q-Burrow Cuts Barbershop in August. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. The Rap Lab's going good. You yeah. know, me and my cohorts, Mr. QG, Mr. T.O., Candyman, Alfred. Yeah, shout shouts to those knuckleheads, man. <laughs> shouts to them. Shouts to them. Yeah, those so, are my guys. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you know how I like to start the show, man. You know, kind of like you know, put it, put your social media stuff out there. I like to give you the floor a little bit here. Yeah, man. Anybody could catch me mainly on Instagram. I do the Facebook thing too, but Instagram is probably the best way to get me. That's RevBarber.mc at Instagram. RevBarber.mc. I am a reverend. I do uh, weddings as well. Also barber, I'm, you know, I do haircuts and I MC. So once the world really gets back and popping, I host events and whatever it is you guys need, I'm at your service. The man is well faceted. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, so let's go ahead and start with the origin story. Like, you know, you you've been a sports fan your entire life. You know, we grew up playing basketball. You, you're well rounded and a whole bunch of stink things. But. What kind of came first, your love for sports or your love for hip hop? Um, definitely my love for sports. I do come from a single parent household. I was lucky enough to have a stepfather. So right. he was introducing my life. I was about four years old. He was a huge Mets fan. Um, we were coming off. I'm going to uh, date myself. We were coming off the 86 World Series. Right. So it was a good time to be a Mets fan. Good time to be a New Yorker and a baseball fan. Facts. So um, that was uh, pretty prominent in my house was the uh, as I'm wearing the orange, white and blue, which oh. is the color of the barbershop, too. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it stayed fine. with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, hip hop actually came a little later in my life, more so when um, I say around 1994, 95, I got on a little late to uh, Snoop Dogg Doggy Style, yes, Onyx. And Onyx was a huge part of what I do because, like, you know, they're from Queens. So I, I, I feel like I could relate to them because they was guys from, like, the neighborhood and stuff like that, familiar territory for me. Where Snoop and them, you know, these are guys from the West Coast. I ain't really yeah. um, relate too much to what they were saying, but they had some good tunes and, right. and some good vibes. And then I transitioned to a diehard Wu-Tang fan. Um, I know they may not see the... Uh, the old video here, but I have a Wu Tang tattoo on me, so it's for life. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, that's cool, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're, you're well versed in, in hip hop knowledge. Like, the rap lab, y'all need to check that out. These guys know their stuff. I'm not a, you know, I'm a, I love hip hop, but I'm not a historian like you guys are. So, you know, what made you get into just having, such a love for it and having a knowledge for it because you know you can be able to love something but to really have a library of knowledge that you and and the other co-hosts have on that show it's really impressive man you know kind of talk about that a little bit man so you know back in the days we had the cassette tapes and the cds and i felt like because i used to collect baseball cards too but just the album covers is what drawn me to it and having a collection of it and it being able to play back to you, you know, different songs and different teachings and lyrics and rhythms. It, it just, I was so fascinated by it. So I wound up having over original, um, a thousand original CDs wow. and a thousand um, mixtapes, mix CDs that I've made or like, you know, from the bootlegger, you get the instrumentals yeah. and stuff like that. So just, just having um, that library kept me going with the hip hop and reading up on it and in the source and double XL 
it was just like a whole new world, man. If, if school was about hip hop, I'd probably be uh, graduated with honors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd definitely be like valedictorian or something right, like that because right. I was all in, man. Like hip hop was my life. Like, you know, their albums, everything was just hitting for me so much. I've learned right. so much. Like I said, I come from a single parent household. I did have um, a stepfather. And um, but I I had more of a direct father listening to hip hop, guys like Guru, guys like Big Daddy Kane, guys like Jizza, right. Rizza, like, you know, their teachings. I took a lot from it and and how to, you know, work my way in this world and and how to just be a better man. You know, just right, listening right. to them helped me out so much. So I owe everything to hip hop. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Nah, definitely, man. I mean, like the way you guys kind of approach your knowledge and your love for hip hop is kind of how I approach sports. Like, I, I think I see it the same way. Like sports kind of raised me, you know what I'm saying? Like single parent household, like yourself, um, mom worked her ass off, but you know, I always kind of gravitated to sports. It was like, you know, seeing these guys and understanding the process and the game and breaking down film. Or, I mean, I was, I was breaking down film when I was like 13 years old in regards to basketball. It's oh, not yeah. a lot, it's not a lot of 13 year olds you're doing that they're just playing but i i wanted to understand the game a little differently you know what i'm saying so like for you guys how you guys break down you know hip-hop and the in the history of it it's it's kind of just it's like it's very surgical and i respect sure. that you know what i'm saying like i always listen you guys uh you, you guys are funny uh shouts to shouts to the candy man he's a nut <laughs> he, he was all he was on this show and we we had a nice back and forth so um that's what's you up. know definitely so it, the fact that everybody except except Tio has been on this show now you know you guys are officially a part of the all even podcast dope so dope. you know what i'm saying um but yeah man like you know you you like like i said you, you have a, a great hip-hop knowledge but let's talk about you know the rev part of this like, how did that come about? So my goddaughter asked me to marry her and her husband. And um, they had introduced me to um, a church. And I basically got ordained through them. Okay. And since then, I've been doing weddings left and right. It's helped so much, especially through the pandemic. Because, you know, um, I had I, I gotten laid off from the hotel. I used to work for the Marriott in Times Square. Right. So I needed um, another source of income. Absolutely. And, and the Reverend thing helped me out so much. And basically meet more more families more people bring people together it, it's it's awesome it's a feeling that i can't even like really transcribe in words because like yeah. you know love is is a beautiful thing and i hope that everyone out there feels that like not only unconditionally but like you know with a significant other and it may not be for for some people but you know there's always love in something like you know right. you have love in sports i have love in music and you know i am married and definitely love my wife and my son but right love is just it's more than a four letter word, man. It's a beautiful thing. So for me to be, to be the liaison to folks to, to help them have a union is just an honor. And it's something I plan to continue to do for the rest of my life. And I hope when my son grows up, maybe he'll get into it as well. Nah, definitely, man. Listen, you know, it, it could be a family business. Who knows? Who knows? Oh yeah. You know he could mean? be Rev Barber MC Jr. For real. Be cutting right. hair, <laughs> marrying people, doing the thing on a mic. <laughs> having his own podcast about hip-hop you never know man yeah. like so it's it's you know the the when you have children man it you know your mind kind of opens up in regards to what you want for them right like the world is their oyster like you, you, they can be able to do anything and you know that's the beauty about watching them grow you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. um 
but nah, that's 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 what's up, man. So you know, you're a reverend, you're you're a hip hop historian, but you're also you're also a, a real avid sports fan. Yes, like you know your stuff. Yes, you, like you said, you're a Mets fan. You're a, a Nick fan. I'm sorry for that. Um, <laughs> but you're also a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Die hard. And to live in New York and be an Eagles fan, my man, where did that come from? I love it. I love when I used to take the trains and wear my midnight green and everyone put their head down because, you know, we get the best of the Giants, man. And I know I'm making a lot of people angry right now, and that's all right. But hear me out. Tell me what is New York sports team. There is none. The Jets, the Giants, they play in New Jersey. I know they pay New York taxes and all that. But when you physically go to a game, you're going to the Meadowlands. I'm not going to lie to you. I I. I appreciate that that uh that taking that sentiment because I agree with you. Yeah. You can't how are you gonna play? Are you gonna say you New York and you play in nah? You gotta have something here. Have yes. something here. Yes, and I know the um the Jets used to play in, in um Shea Stadium, and that's when they were and, good. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, so when they left, you know, but you know, in the same tune of that, the San Francisco Giants used to play in New York as well, right? But they're not a New York team anymore, so right. I gravitated towards towards the Eagles. It's actually New York's fault because they show the Northeast games on Channel Five. So That's if the true. Giants, yeah, if the Giants weren't playing, they show Eagles games. So That's when I true. was young, I'd see Randall Cunningham, and my mind was blown. The things he was <laughs> doing on the football field and running with—I've never seen no quarterback do anything like that. Joe Montana was not doing things like that. Right. I mean, you had Steve Young and stuff like that, but the way Randall was doing things, and then they had their defense, of course, with my man Reggie White, the minister of defense. Oh yes, of course, I can relate to that. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> Jerome Brown, Brian Dawkins—it was just a perfect fit for me, and I love the yeah. color green too. So yeah. it just fit. But all across the board, I am a New York fan. I'm a Rangers fan. I'm a Knicks fan. Mets, even Yankees. Don't do that. Um, Don't do that. that. (laughs) You can't. You got to pick a side. You know that. (laughs) I know everyone gives me so much shit about doing that, but I just love to see the city happy, man, especially like, you know, in the early 2010s when the Knicks were all right. And like I said, I used to work in Times Square. So coming home on the Long Island Railroad, you know, you see all the happy Knicks fans, Rangers fans. And it's just like, you know, everyone high five. And I love when like our city is in harmony, man. No one could take that from us the way we get. I mean, even when the Knicks this year, you know, we came back to the garden, all the fans and everyone heard how loud it was and it wasn't yeah. even full capacity. So, right. you know, New York's a special place, but it's just a shame we don't have a football team. Yeah, man, I, I agree <laughs> with you, bro. I, I 100% agree. I, I think that, you know, although I'm not a Knicks fan, I'm not a Jets fan, Giants fan, I, I am a an Islanders fan. Oh, I don't even want to talk about the Islanders. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge Mets fan when New York sports – when, when the teams are good, it's just special. Like, yeah. you know, I understand that there's other great fan bases around the country and the world, but when New York teams are good, it, it just, it's just a different feel. It's a different level. It's a different vibe. So yeah, I, I completely agree with you, but you know, let's kind of start off with, um, with the NBA finals. The NBA season has finally ended. I am happy about that because I am a miserable Lakers fan that had to deal with, watching the Suns get to the NBA final shouts to them but you know what are your what are your thoughts on what you saw from the NBA finals what you saw from Giannis and did you take anything away in regards to is Giannis the best player in the league to you at this moment 
you know, that's a very touchy convo because you have a lot of Braun fans out there. Yeah. Who will definitely disagree. But, you know, Giannis is 24, man. LeBron is 36, 37. I feel like that's it's, the time is now to pass that torch, you know. And, you know, KD, of course, is out there and he did amazing things after yeah. his um, injury. And I'm not the biggest KD fan, but I'll give him respect. Um, what I took away from this is once again, going to KD, I feel like KD was the one that lit the fire on the Giannis in these playoffs because they have like this kind of like frenemy kind of vibe to them because Giannis used to look up to KD and everything. But um, people who had stepped to KD and, you know, had Giannis name all over saying he's the best and KD didn't like that. KD's kind of a sensitive guy when it comes down to it. So right. he kind of uh, gave it to them. Kind of yeah. sensitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his burner accounts and all that <laughs> super sensitive. And he kind of um, gave it to him in the playoffs. And I feel like that little fire under Jonas and, you know, people say like all oh, the Kyrie injury would want to change things. I don't think it would have personally, but Jonas just had a new spark under him. And especially when he went down to old to the Suns, he just started playing like a madman because he knew that everything was on the line. And, you know, Chris Paul, man, father times caught up with him. And, you know, I was listening to your show yesterday, actually, about that. And like you were saying, man, the turnovers just came out of nowhere for him it, it was just the worst time to to start turning the ball over like he did he was a completely different player in, in this championship game man yeah not but, no, not when you yeah. say when you say chris paul who are you talking about you talking about the you talking about black hat paul black cap here you go yeah i just want to make sure that. <laughs> yes sir as you say yes black cap paul it, it came from the clippers basement and, and bit the suns man devin booker was just collateral damage right 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 <laughs> no nah, but, nah, but i listen there, there's some parts of what you said that i agree with you know Giannis, 26 years old i don't want people to say that he's 24 because it makes okay, him seem younger than what it is like right 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 26 get a good turn 27 he's he's in the He's in, I think he's approaching his prime now, right? He's approaching okay. who he's going to be as a player. And what we saw in those NBA finals, I will agree with you, is that I think that point where he had said that KD was the best player on the planet, mm -hmm. that bothered me in so many ways, E, because I'm like, you're playing this guy during the series you don't give it up like that during the series. Word. You give it up after the series. So I was very critical of Giannis. I have been very critical of Giannis in his career because, you know, there's certain times where I felt that his basketball IQ wasn't always there, that he needed a lot of work, that he was a one-trick pony. And what he's shown in this NBA Finals is that he can dominate being that one-trick pony. Right. He's a very dominant player in the paint. I am still at the point where I want to say that he still needs work. I'm mm -hmm. not going to call him the best player in the world. He's one of the best players in the world. We I still have LeBron. LeBron will always be number one until he leaves. So in my book, it's Braun, it's KD, and it's Giannis in that order. So until those guys go away, Giannis is not going to have the crown for me. But that doesn't mean that he's not a great player. Right. So, you know, I, I, it's always like that when you when, when you kind of rank people. Oh, I'm like, how are you disrespecting Giannis? I'm not disrespecting Giannis. <laughs> He's third. He's third in a league of great players. Like, that's not disrespectful. Probably the best um, core of athletes we've had ever right. in the NBA. I feel because, right. you know, there's still uh, Russell Westbrook out there. Yeah. You know, and say what you want, man. But, like, he does get the triple doubles, man. He touches all aspects of the game with, with um, assists, rebounds. Yeah. And, you know, he makes that pad a little bit. But he does. he's doing it out there, man. He's a dog, you know. Yeah. So, guys like him, you can't forget. Nah, definitely, man. So, you know, Giannis, Giannis kudos to him, man. You know, he, he, um, he did what he had to do. 
Um, you know, he he carried his team. The last time I saw somebody carry a team like that, being down 0-2 was Dwayne Wade in 2006 NBA Finals, where you know he physically literally destroyed the Dallas Mavericks by himself. Yeah. Um, averaged 35 points just like Giannis did and kind of led his team to the NBA Finals. So, you know, shouts to Giannis, shouts to the Bucs. Um, do I think that they can be a dynasty? No, I, I don't see that happening. I think that they're going to be a good team, but I, I, I don't see them repeating. This is not a team that I can see, you know, racking off two or three championships in five years. I, I just don't, I, I don't see that possible. Can they get back to the finals? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, the Eastern conference is there for Giannis to dominate. Do I feel that he's going to win another title anytime soon? I, I don't believe so. Um, I, I thought, I thought personally that either team, whether it be the Phoenix Suns or the Bucks, whoever won, that it would be a one-off. At whatever team won, they wouldn't win another championship for quite some time. And no so, love for the small market teams. No, nah, it's not even about it's not even about the small market teams, or maybe it is. Maybe it is. You know, the, the thing with me is that small market teams will always have a sprinkle of success in in, in sports. Mm-hmm. You, you see it all over the place, right? You see it in football. You see it, you see it in, in, in hockey, you see it in baseball, but the sustainability of those small markets in regards to dominating their sport, it's not common. San right. Antonio Spurs is not common. You know what True. I'm saying? It, it's very hard to have a great player and a great system and then have a, 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 a whole bunch of other great Hall of Fame players come in there in the same time span and dominate for 20 years. That yeah. doesn't happen a lot because these small market teams, they don't want to pay luxury tax. They don't want to deal with certain things. They don't want to have to spend a lot of money because they're in these small markets. That's why you saw teams like the Florida Marlins. They won two World Series and they had to blow it up right after that because they knew that they could not afford to keep all of this talent. It happens all the time. Same thing with the Kansas City Royals back in 2015. I don't want to bring that up. You know, <laughs> against, against, against our Mets, mm-hmm. but they win the World Series and they have to what? Blow it up because they understand that they cannot keep this talent together. They can't pay everybody. So that's the that's the drawback from being a small market is that whether people like it or not, everybody's always talking about parity. If you want parity in sports, watch hockey. You don't right. get parity in sports. You get domination. You get teams that are dynasties, the Patriots, the the, the Golden State Warriors, you, you, the Lakers. All of these teams, they always have dynasties. That's just the way sports are, and it makes sports good. I think, I think super teams and great teams and dynasties are good for the sport because when they lose, everybody wants to see them lose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when the Patriots go down, people are celebrating worldwide. Oh, yeah. Right? When they win, everybody's like, oh, my God, again? Like, it, it, it's it's that feeling of you want to see the juggernaut go down. Yeah, that killing David, Goliath. Yeah, that David right. and Goliath story. It's, it, it's the greatest, it's the oldest story ever told, but it's the greatest story ever told. And that's why it makes sports beautiful, because that's what it is. So for people that always care about, oh, we want to small market teams, and I love it. There's no super, yeah, cut it out. Cut it out. Super <laughs> teams belong in the NBA. They've been around since forever you know what i mean like lebron did not create the super team the the super team existed way before lebron got into the nba so let's stop i agree just stop right so 
What are your thoughts on the Knicks and their free agency? Do you think that this is the year that they either, because the, the free agent market is not that great this year. If Kawhi opts out, obviously he's the best player in the free agent market, right? But the trade market right now is the hot market. Do you feel that this is the year that the Knicks possibly either if Kawhi goes there, they get somebody else a free agency, or do they go trade and go get themselves a disgruntled superstar? I feel like it's it's just going all up from here. Every year is just like on the rise, and we can't get no worse than we was, you know, these past couple of years in the late 2010. So it has no other choice but to go up. And now, finally, you know, we have better management. And That's true, yes we're more appealing now to, right. to certain players. And um, a lot of the um, older guys, like, you know, LeBron, Steph Curry sucks. It's weird saying like they're older, but like, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, guys like Zion, when he's a free agent, now New York's more of an attraction from him. Yes, yes. Because, you know, I, I can't front, I, I don't really like KD and everything, but what he said, he was right about, you know, the Knicks not being cool. Yep. And like, you know, the guys who grew up, you know, were knowing that the Knicks were losers, a losing right. franchise. So it's like, you know, who wants to go to that? Right. So I get it. But now, like with Leon Rose and, and World Wide West, they changed the projection of, of this franchise. Absolutely. You know, I'm Absolutely. glad um Dolan has taken a step back. And but he always looms his head. I seen what he's doing with the Rangers. And, <laughs> you know, that's not good. Either. But listen, he, he has he, he's kind of been very hands off with the Rangers. I mean, like he's he's let he's allowed them to be there them right yeah he has but now since you know he kind of started taking more control you see they fired all them coaches and everything and they're going in a whole different direction now yeah but um now with the Knicks I'm, I'm hoping he just stays in the dark like the way he's been because that's been the winning formula for us now is just having him like just in the cut and letting World Wide West and Leon Rose just you know man the negotiations with all the other players and free right. agents and stuff and you know people who laughed when we got Julius Randle but I followed him since the Lakers and you know he was a short double double guy and I know you have your, your critique on him and saying like you know he's not a number one and yeah and he may be not even number two but i strongly believe that he could be a number two yeah. you know say we get we don't even need like you know a, a superstar or, or a megastar i feel like we get somebody like you know demar the rosen and and even like a kyle lowry like a yeah. small other piece you know we'll contend because you know the east is wide open i mean you had the heat last year in the finals and now you have the bucks and next year it's not promised that the bucks will be there or the heat or the nets so you know what i'm saying like it's, it's wide open so a team like the knicks can creep up and and do big things i mean nobody expected us to be in the fourth position we got that fourth seed right you know with, with just julius randall and right. Derek rose of all people you know like so i feel like it's going just up for, for here but the only thing that could hurt us is you know we can't get too too greedy or too happy i feel like we have all these number one picks we need to use it wisely because yeah. we're not the only team with number one picks you know you got okc out there you got houston out there right. who has a, a plethora of, of number one picks in the upcoming years so based on what we do with that you know, it's going to determine how, we, how we're going to look in the future. But one thing is for sure, we got to keep RJ because I do want Zion in New York, man. And I want to see him in, in all the billboards on 34th Street and everything yeah. and, and highlight real stuff like that. So to keep him happy, we got to keep his boy here. And that's number one for me. Right, right. I mean, listen, man, the, the thing is with Randall is that, yes, could he be a number two? Can he develop himself into a number two? It's possible. I just I just don't see it. But that still doesn't mean that he can't be an important piece to the Knicks building their team. The only concern that I have with him, not only with the development in regards to his, his, his tier is the money that they're going to have to give him. I spoke to Bill Pito on all even live exclusive, had an interview with Bill Pito. And he said the same thing. 
do you commit long-term to Julius Randle? Because if you do that and he reverts back to the old Randle, you're in a tight situation because you're going to have a guy that's not producing the way you want to, but he's getting paid like a number one guy. That's the issue that the Knicks are going to have here is that do you let him go into that last year of the contract and just play it out and see what happens and then pay him? Or do you extend him now? It's very hard to, to kind of gauge that because you really don't know what to expect out of his game. Like, is he going to repeat this performance if there are more, you know, if the pressure is elevated? Because just like you said, nobody expected the Knicks to be here. Nobody expected the Knicks to be the four seed. So he was able to shock a lot of people in regards to being that high volume score, being that high volume, high minutes guy. Now the fact that the book is out and people understand that he is the guy now, we're going to see how he develops and how he takes that into the next season. Can he actually, you know, take on that pressure? Can he live up to what he did this season? It's a lot to it's a lot to kind of, you know, digest. Can he do that? And will the Knicks say, OK, here's five years, one hundred and seventy million dollars and you're our guy. You know, that's a that that could be a concern. And that that's my point is that as good as he is, what is his actual dollar value? Because if you pay him high, high money, can you be able to say that he's a number two to a Kwai or to a Dame or to a Zion or to any of these other guys. Is, is that, is that the issue that the Knicks are going to run into? And also, you know, I may be showing my little fantasy GM, you know, flavor here, but what's important to me is guys staying healthy and guys staying on the floor. So somebody like too. Randall, yeah. he doesn't have like the longest history of injuries. So in an age where we're paying guys crazy amounts of money and guys are taking sabbaticals or time off and all that stuff. Kawhi Leonard, uh, Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. I'd say pay him. You know, he to me, he's been pretty consistent on staying on the floor. Yeah. And if he's going to, you know, give you, you know, consistency, you know, every night, at least just being there, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not going to give you 30 or 40 every single night, but, you know, he will give you that double-double. He will give you his 10 rebounds and, you know, however many points, definitely going to be over 10. So I say pay him because that's another le- that's another piece you got to not worry about when as far as, as showing up to the games. Right, right, right. Nah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Now, here's a question for you. There's some rumor going around that Bradley Beal may be considering leaving Washington. If you're a Knicks fan, that you are, do you think the Knicks should actually pony up some of those assets and go get themselves a Bradley Beal? Yes, they should. I don't think we're, <laughs> we're going to be able to do it. Just personally, you know, I'm just so familiar with let down, but why not? Yeah. You know, like I like I said earlier, as far as having like the, the first round picks of the future and everything, that's somebody you need to throw that at. Not just, you know, a regular Joe or a mid-tier so, guy. So like, you'd give up, you'd give the Washington Wizards four draft picks for Bradley Bill. I'd give them three. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah. know about four. I'd give them three. Um, what if they was asking for four? You wouldn't oh, give man. <laughs> I'd have to double up on second round picks and <laughs> throw in frigging top in and, um, Knox and everything. One person I don't want to give up is quickly, but right. I think he's going to be a yeah. big piece. Yeah, he yeah. Is. If it comes down to like Lillard or Beal, like quickly is going to be a huge piece. So Absolutely. it's like I'm preparing myself mentally to depart with him. But as far as Beal, yeah, man, throw all the picks you can for him. I feel like we're one of the top teams that can um 
offer something like that and and in a place to win right now right. where OKC and Houston you know they do have all these picks but they're not in a position to win right now right. I feel like OKC and Houston are the teams to watch in the future because like I said all these guys are getting older Steph Curry um, even Kyrie KD they're getting up there so when these guys are getting all their first round picks those are the, the teams to worry about when it comes to getting these stars because it doesn't necessarily mean you have to get the first pick to get a, a superstar look at Giannis he wasn't the first pick so so hopefully they do their research and get somebody like him in the future well, draft. Well, yeah, well I, I will say this in regards to Oklahoma City is that they've always been a team that has drafted well. Yeah. You know, they they drafted James Harden. They drafted KD. They drafted uh, Russ. They drafted so many great players. And, you know, they, they're able to understand what to look for. They know that they can't bring in a top star. They know that they have to draft well and develop guys. So yeah. having all those draft picks, having all those assets is going to give them even more chance to be able to further evaluate these guys, stack them up and see who pans out from who doesn't. And then they can be able to maneuver, get more trades and get more assets in the future. So they're in a good spot. Houston, the same thing. I think Houston uh, is in a good spot, but Houston is in a different situation. They are not a developmental type of organization. Right. You know, they can be able to go get themselves a star once they revamp themselves. You know, they have to show that they can be able to draft some good young players and let those guys develop and be good. And then maybe they can be possibly be able to get a high, high level player. So, you know, both teams are in the same kind of asset pool, but they kind of do things differently. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely agree with you in regards to those teams. Um, and yeah, if the Knicks... If the, the Knicks need to be in on every disgruntled player trade at this point, whoever's yeah. angry and wants to leave their market, the Knicks should be, hey, hey I, I heard your guy is, is upset. You, you, you want to talk? No, we don't want to talk to you. Other guy comes, hey, you guys upset. You, you want to talk? Like, they should be in every GM's yeah. DM right now and voicemail and all that stuff. So I think the Knicks are going to be very active. I don't have a problem with them. Uh, Scott Perry just got his extension. So, you know, they like what he's done in regards to uh, general manager and stuff like that. So, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks are on the come up. I, 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 I make fun of them. I make fun of Nick fans all the time. But I will have to say that they are definitely um, one of the teams that are on the rise. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they just have to continue to develop the guys that they have, continue to, to have a winning culture and to, to make people realize that they are doing things the right way that you can trust this front office. You can be able to trust the direction that they're going in. And once that is the, the, the message to the rest of the NBA, you'll start to see things change in regards to people wanting to go to New York more than anywhere else. So it, it could be the next five years, you might see an influx of major talent coming into the Knicks or not. We'll see. We'll see what direction they go to. Maybe they want to just develop the young guys and see what happens or they want to go ahead and and post somebody star so you know we'll, we'll see exactly what direction they go into but I, I think the Knicks are in a good spot for the first time in maybe Ooh, 15 years all the time <laughs> yeah yeah so um segueing into football because football right now e is the hottest topic in sports right now the NFL has laid down the gauntlet the NFL has said we are not going to have a week 19. So anybody who, any team that has an outbreak that cannot, you know, if they can't control it, if they can't play their game, you're going to have to forfeit your game. 
you're going to have to forfeit wages. It's not our problem that you can't, you can't control the guys that can't control themselves. So my thing to you is, what are your thoughts about that? Do you feel that the NFL is doing the right thing? Do you feel that this is something that is, quote unquote, unfair? Oh, yeah. This this right here, I think we we may be um, at odds on this one. And I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> Before I start, I just do want to say that, you know, I am fully vaccinated. What I did was that for my business. You know, I run right. a barbershop. I want everyone to feel comfortable Absolutely. with me being up close and cutting their hair. Yes. I'll be honest. There's a lot of things I do not agree with, right. with the way this process has been going and even the shots itself. I, yes. I wholeheartedly don't, but I had to do it. A gun was put in my head, figuratively speaking, to do this for my clients, my customers, and everyone to feel comfortable. If it was up to me and if I'm a millionaire, personally, I would not do it only because this is just, this trials, it hasn't really been um, approved it, you know, by the FDA and stuff like that. So it, it, it leaves me with a lot of questions about it. I know a lot okay. of people feel differently and it's a super, super sensitive topic. Right. And I'm not here to change nobody's mind. I'm not here to, you know, bash anybody for doing what they feel is right and safe and necessary because I had to do it. But right. as far as, you know, NFL guys and being multimillionaires, I feel like they shouldn't be forced. And I feel like when the NFL um, had released that rule, it was kind of unfair to those who are on the fence about this because we still don't know the long-term effects of COVID itself or the vaccines. Um, I feel like there are different ways to go about this. If you're unvaccinated, you know, they and they implemented these things where guys still had to wear a mask. Guys still had to separate themselves from certain events, certain team events and stuff like that. And I felt like that was cool. But now you're playing with the win-loss record. You know, it's bad enough that the NFL has this stupid tie rule, which plays with the win-loss record. And now they have to deal with this where, like, say an unvaccinated player um, gets COVID and there's an outbreak. So what happens if a vaccinated player gets COVID and his outbreak is still a forfeit? Like, you know, it's just a lot of questions. But I, I personally don't agree with the way the NFL has – um handle this situation it's kind of just not fair to everybody because you know nobody's uh nobody has the the answers to covid or the vaccine you know it's a super sensitive topic and you know a, a lot of us are split and i don't want to cause no division within society or, or the listeners or anything like that we're all entitled to how we feel but as far as the nfl personally i, I just don't agree with the way they went about this okay I, I mean listen i i hear that point and that was well said here here's my rebuttal to that here's my opposition to that is that a lot of times and maybe you know us as fans sometimes even the athletes themselves sometimes they actually actually forget that the nfl is a job the nfl is a business so just like you said e for your business you had to bite the bullet so to speak, because you want people to feel safe. You want to, you want to have, you want to have this image of, listen, we're doing things the right way. So to speak here, you know what I'm saying? The NFL operates the same way. Sponsors, a lot of money going into the NFL. They're a billion dollar business. If the assets are not responsible, the, 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 the business model, the business loses money. They are saying to the players, this is your job. Just like how they're a first, I'm not, I don't want to compare. Listen to me, listen to my fan base, listen to what I'm saying, people. I am not comparing jobs. I'm just saying that first responders, EMT people, 
they have to take the vaccine, right? That's a part of their job. NFL players, it's a part of their job. If you want to not have the money issue, you want you guys want to have the money that's there, guaranteed money or, you know, the, the, the signing bonuses and all that stuff, all of this is tied into it. If the TV money and things are compromised because teams are having these outbreaks because of not there about some players not being responsible, that is a big problem for the NFL. They did it last season. They dealt with outbreaks. They dealt with having to delay games and postpone games for a week and stuff like that to kind of make up the schedule. They're saying to you guys, you don't have to get vaccinated. That's not what we're saying to you. What we're saying to you is you need to be responsible if you're vaccinated or you're not. Because if you're if you're going to a strip club with no mask on and everybody's out there, you don't know who's vaccinated from who's not. And you're being reckless and you come back to the team facility and you expose yourself to vaccinated or not vaccinated people. You are causing harm to your team. And that's the thing. You know, there, there's there's different science out there that says that, hey, you know, well, well, people can get vaccinated and still catch it. Yes, that is true. But what it does is that it prevents you from going into the hospital or dying. That's what the vaccine is. It's not it's not a cure. <laughs> like people right. have to understand that this vaccine is not a cure. It is to just prevent or to minimize your symptoms so that you don't die. That's the thing that people are kind of, you know, they're misconstruing. There's, there's misinformation everywhere. So everywhere, NFL, yeah. yeah so, so the NFL is basically telling you, like, we're not telling you that you have to get vaccinated because obviously you have free will to do what you want. But in regards to this job, it would be better that you do it because this is our protocol and our policy. Look what happened to those two coaches. They didn't want to follow protocol. They got fired. Yeah. Same thing. If you if you're in a job that say you're a first responder and everybody has to get vaccinated, you come to work and they say, OK, it's time for you to get your shot. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I don't believe in the shot. What do you think your job is going to do? Are they going to say, OK, that's fine. You can be able to put your mask on. They're going to say you can clean out your desk. You can go ahead and clean out whatever you got here or you can just leave it. We'll mail it to you because. If you don't comply to our protocols and our policies here, you can't work here anymore. And that's how people have to understand this in regards to the NFL. It's a business. It's a job. You have to, if you're, if you don't like your job's policies, then guess what? You have two options. You can either comply or you can quit. But I'm tired e, of these players posting to social media that oh well maybe i'm going to step away from the nfl do it do you honestly feel like here's the thing here's a question for you do you honestly feel that the nfl cares if cole beasley or deandre hopkins leaves the nfl they can replace those guys yeah it, they don't care. They don't care if you walk away. You've made your money. You've made your point. You, Paul Beasley has said on numerous occasions, my family's good. Everybody's taken care of. Cool. Then walk away. But stop talking about it. You're not a tough guy. You're not going to win. You're not going to dethrone or, 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 or sink the NFL with your takes. You're just another guy on the wheel. You're just another guy in the machine. 
So if you step away, nobody's going to even blink an eye. Maybe somebody who picked you in a fantasy football league will be <laughs> mad, but that's the only thing that's going to change. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. They're not telling you not to get vaccinated. They're just telling you to be responsible. And even if you're vaccinated or you're not, because I'm one of those people that vaccinated or not, wear your mask, be yeah. responsible, don't be out there being reckless, and don't put your family at risk, don't put your friends at risk, don't put your coworkers at risk. That's all. I don't think that that's so much to ask for, honestly. And I'm sorry for the diatribe and the monologue. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I completely agree with being responsible. I mean, like you said, unvaccinated or vaccinated, we still have to be responsible. We're not completely out of this. Right. I know it seems like we are. Everyone's excited about it, but we still have to be careful for our families and our kids. Um, as far as the NFL you know, it's not like a face-to-face -face business, say like, you know, a, a health professional or even a barber, you know, like these guys are, you know, playing a whole season with other teams. I guess there's travel and stuff like that. But like, as far as like putting a substance in that, like, we still don't have no answers to, like, I, I kind of, I get it, but I don't, I don't agree with Cole Beasley being like so forward and outward because it is such a sensitive topic, unless he has a bunch of guys that are ready to like just boycott the NFL, like Hopkins or maybe even other high profile names, because say like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, say if these guys were like, Oh, you know, you know what? I don't want to get vaccinated, you know, like fuck the NFL I'm out, you know, yeah. and then I feel like I'll make some noise. So I feel like it's just the beginning and more players are going to come out. And I feel like they got to be some kind of meeting where everyone can get on some kind of grounds because things went decent last year. You know what I mean? Games were pushed back, but they were pushed back to Wednesday. You know, it, it wasn't too, too crazy out there last year. But like you said, if these guys are responsible and do the right thing and understand that, more importantly, this is a job. There are, like you said, companies and, and investors and people being represented out there with these right. teams. You have to do your job. You have to do what's asked. And you're right. They are giving people the option to not get vaccinated. But if I'm in this position and I didn't want to get vaccinated, let's say. I would just, honestly, I would just isolate myself with my family, right. you know, have my kids do virtual learning, try to get as minimal contact for the next like and eight see, to nine months. And see what I'm saying? You're thinking, you're thinking smart. You're thinking responsible. We have these millionaire players that behave like children. E, let's yeah. give it a hundred. You're right. Is that they think that just because they made all of this money, they can be able to do what they want. So they can go hang out here, go to this club, go to this club, go to this place go to this place like and then go back to their job or go back to their families like nothing happened that is irresponsible behavior if you're an athlete if you're a professional athlete and your job is to play football do that yep. you have time in the off season to go ahead and be a knucklehead and do whatever the hell you gotta do and but your, your job lemon pepper wings yeah right get your <laughs> lemon pepper wings have strippers <laughs> do whatever they want to you whatever but your job is to play this sport for this organization they're asking you to just be professional for the season that's it and right. i don't understand how that's so difficult for a lot of guys and this is why i don't feel sorry for a lot of people because it's like you're in this position behave like an adult Behave like somebody that has responsibility just because you have the money and you can be able to do whatever you want. And you have a luxury in regards to the freedom that you have and you can be able to go. That's fine. But set an example. Don't don't be reckless, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like 
if I'm an NFL player, if I'm an NBA player, and I know that my season is coming up, just like you said, if I don't feel comfortable putting my kids in school because of what's going on, I'll keep them home. I can be able to afford that. I can be able to virtually, you know, have them do school. I'm going to keep them safe as much as possible. I'm going to keep myself safe as much as possible because I care about their well-being. I care about their safety. I care about the safety of my teammates. I care about the safety of the people that are cutting the checks for me. Like I'm going to be responsible because it's my job to do so. Like the NFL, they're not babysitters and they're basically telling you now we are done like babysitting y'all. We are done understanding circumstance. It's about money. It's about making the season go on. This is a business. We have to operate like a business. We have to get back to regular business. And I don't really have a problem with that because, like I said, it's not like they're saying, everybody, if you're not vaccinated, you can't play in the NFL this season. I'm not saying that. They're just telling you, listen, just, just be responsible. That's all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I completely agree, man. And like you said, they're making too much money to act like the way they are, especially yeah. like, you know, as we spoke, Lemon Pepper Lou, you know, <laughs> it's like, dude, you're in a bubble, man. Like, why are you going and doing this and jeopardizing your team? And, you know, once again, we don't know what this is, man, long term, you know, right. on both sides. So it's like, why would you do that? That's selfish. Right. You're making too much money to act like that, you know, exactly. And, I feel like there should be some kind of compromise between guys who don't believe in it or guys who do or right. the NFL. And it's like, you know, we're, they're men here, you know, like it, it, it's, it's not hard to be a responsible man. You no. have a family, you have kids, you already took on that responsibility. So when it comes to this, you could be responsible too. And like I said, just put your kids in virtual learning. You know, if, if, um, if their wives can do like, you know, at home, like work, do that because this is millions of dollars on the line here. Why would you risk that? Uh, definitely, definitely. It, it, it's it's millions of dollars that you are possibly putting at risk all because you want to do what you want. And this is a free country that I'm free. Like, come on now. Like everybody has to do what they got to do with their job. Everybody has a job to do. Everybody has to follow certain protocols and guidelines. Like yeah. that's what we that's that's why we're called adults, because we have to do adult stuff. We have to comply. We have to understand protocol and set an example for our children and the youth and the youth to see us you know kind of be responsible and do the right thing you know i could you imagine if you're out there and you're you're you're, you're living your life and your son is is looking at you and it's like all right well you know my dad is is out there doing what the hell he wants to do so i can be able to do the same thing how are you supposed to go ahead now and say no son you got to be more responsible. Dad, I see you out there wilding. I see you doing what you got to do. So why I can't do that? It's, right. it's a bad message to be sending to your family, to, to kids who look up to you because you are in a position of influence. That's not what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? So that that's my whole thing with this whole NFL thing. You know, I, I, I am 100% um, in agreement with the NFL. That's very odd for me to even say that because I'm always at odds with the NFL in regards to the whole uh you know the 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 CTE stuff and the concussion stuff and the 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 way that they differentiate uh you know test test results or test rules between black players and white players like there's a lot of stuff that the NFL does I don't like but this thing right here I understand it I like it and if anybody doesn't agree with it, who is an NFL player, like I said, you have two options. You can either comply or quit. 
and that's it. Like there, yep. there's no there's no middle ground here. And that's why DeAndre Hopkins deleted his tweet shortly after he put it up because he, under, he understood that it's a part of the machine. You can mm-hmm. be able to go out there and be emotional. You want to tweet and put it on your IG or your, tw- or your Twitter and wall out. You want to you want to show your fans that you're not happy. Then leave it up there. Don't delete it because right. you understand what has to be done. You understand protocol. You understand that there's a bunch of money on the line and you're making a lot of money and you don't want to sacrifice that. So let's not let's not let's not confuse this for liberation and freedom of speech. Do your job. You get paid to do your job. You get paid well. Leave it at that and be professional and move on. Well That's said. It. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely wanted to talk about the sad news for the New York Jets that uh, Greg oh, Knapp, uh, the assistant coach, you know, was riding his bicycle and uh, got hit by a car and lost his life. Um, just, just tragic news because you know he was he was a really good guy. Like everybody that you hear talk about Greg Knapp, always has pleasant things to say about him. You know, he's worked with a, a lot of the greats. Peyton Manning, Steve Young, um, you know, he's, 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 he's been around a long time, 30 plus years in the NFL. And, you know, to see, to see this happen to him, um, you know, just heartbreaking, man. Like I saw the news and I was just like, it, you know, certain things just happens to, to, to good people. And you just wonder why, you know what I mean? Yeah, I wish people would kind of internalize news like this, too, because like, you know, we're out here too riding bikes, we're out here driving cars, just be mindful of those who, you know, on the other side of it, if, you know, if you're driving, you know, just keep a lookout for guys like riding bikes or, you know, doing it the right way, because you got a lot of these kids now, especially in New York, riding like on um, the mopeds. Or oh, like a little, man. Yeah, they, they're finna get hurt out here doing that stuff. But even as, as a bicyclist too, you know, kind of stay in your lane, just be mindful of the cars too, because, right. you know, these are tons of steel, man. And you see what happens when things go the wrong way. But um, it, it's sad, sad, man. Rest in peace, Greg Knapp. And, you know, my heart is with his family. And Thanks. like I said, I hope everybody just internalizes and just kind of keeps a lookout for one another. Because at the end of the day, we all have families and, you know, obligations that we have. And, you know, we don't want to take nobody away from that, you know? Yeah, definitely, man. You know, I, I this this hit me very hard because, like, you know, I lost I lost a cousin like that. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't on a bicycle. He was on a motorcycle and got hit off his motorcycle and, you know, it was the same situation with the with the Knapp family in regards to Greg Knapp losing consciousness. He never regained it, and that was it. it, it you know, I, since that day, I've 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 always looked out for you know motorcyclists and and just cyclists in general because you know they they are at such a disadvantage that if they do get hit, there's there's no protection other other than that helmet. Right. And you know if that helmet flies off for whatever reason, forget it. You know, it's just it's just unfortunate, man. So it's really, really sad news about about Greg Knapp and, and you know, um, just just terrible, terrible timing for the Jets organization, because, uh, you know, I believe that he would have helped. He would have helped Zach Wilson a great deal. Um, so, you know, that's that's on the minor scale of it. But, you know, in the grand scale of life, you know, you being a rev, um, you know, kind of. Definitely would like to, to to hear some 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 good reverend words at, at this at this moment for for Greg Knapp. Yeah, man, best I could say. Like I said, everyone just try to when you hear news like this, just internalize it and and think about others, you know, and just be mindful that you know we're this is our world and we're all allowed to have as much fun as we can and it's safely and legally, of course. But you know, and it, it's bigger than us at times. So 
as I said, if you're on the road, just just keep mind out for cyclists, motorcycles, all that kind of stuff. And like I said, it's, it's tons of steel that we're behind behind the wheel. And, you know, if you hit somebody, you know, helmets don't always, you know, protect, you know, things right. happen and stuff. But, you know, just just please be mindful of the cyclists out there and cyclists, too. You know, just just keep mind like the cars and changing lanes and, and switching and with the blinkers. Cause even now as a driver in New York, one of the worst places to friggin' drive, let me tell you, there's people who don't signal. There's people who do. Oh my goodness. As I like to call cowboy shit on the road, <laughs> you know, three lane switching or just quick lane switching without signaling. You know, the other day I had my son in the car and my wife and this big truck just um switch lanes without signaling. And I was right. um, speeding up because I had to make um to merge into this left lane to make my turn. And, you know, I let him know I pulled up beside him. I said, yo, I got my son in the car, like, use your blinker, you know, right. communicate. And, right. you know, it, it's for the safety of others. You know, don't be selfish out there. Facts, know? facts. In a situation like this, we see where it goes, man. And, you know, rest in peace to Greg Knapp and anyone who's been um, devastated by, by, by stuff like this. Nah, definitely, man. Well said. So definitely want to switch gears uh, to the Green Bay drama I like to call uh, <laughs> days of our Green Bay Packers. Right? <laughs> so very cryptic IG posts from Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams recently broke off uh, contract negotiations with the Packers. Uh, looks like I don't know if they're going to be able to come to an agreement on an extension for him. It looks like Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers may be going off into the sunset together because they posted that Jordan Pippen uh, picture at the same time. So what are your thoughts about what's going on in Green Bay? And do you think that there's any resolution? Can, can they repair this or is it a wrap? It, it's a wrap. When you try to make somebody the highest pay, paid player in the league and they say no, right. something is wrong. Because yeah. for the most part, money does solve a lot of problems. But in this situation here, money is not the answer. I think uh, it's time for Aaron Rodgers to leave. I won't be surprised if he retires right. next week. And the, um, I think it was Carson Palmer that did that. Yes. And come back, yeah, come back with another team. I kind of see it going that route. Um, Devontae Adams, and I like it. I like the unity shown between the two, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I was listening to your um, to the podcast yesterday, your last episode, and you were saying, you know, Aaron Jones was on a discount and they weren't about to pay him. Right. So, you know, and he could tag along too, you know, after his contract is up and wherever it is that these guys wind up because um, I don't see Adams um, staying in Green Bay after this either. And I don't know what their management did to um, or didn't do to piss off Aaron Rodgers. But obviously a guy like that is going to attract so many, so many players, offensive line. So that team might be gutted in the next five years because of this. Even if Rodgers does stay retired, yeah. you know, that sends a message to the players, how they treat their how they treat um, Aaron Rodgers teammates. So, yeah, this is beyond repair. Um, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers come to the Eagles, of course. <laughs> I mean, there's whispers of us getting um Deshaun Watson. I personally yes. would like um Aaron Rodgers just because he's a little bit more clean cut with what's going on. We still don't know what um the end result is to um Deshaun Watson, but right, it, you know, it, a boy can dream. So we'll see. Nah, what definitely, definitely. I, I respect that, man. <laughs> but, but listen, the thing, the, the thing about this with Aaron Rodgers, and I said it on my show on Tuesday that. It's about respect for Aaron Rodgers. It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with, you know, anything else. It, it has to do with he's getting older and he's not getting the same support that uh, that 
Peyton Manning got. He right. didn't get the same support that Tom Brady has gotten in Tampa Bay. That's why Tom Brady left New England. If Tom Brady was getting what he wanted in New England, he would have never left. Maybe he would have probably left because he wanted to see if he can do it somewhere else. It's possible. But it's all about how am I going to be able to continue to get better and have the weapons available to me to be better. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP last season because he played upset. It had nothing yeah. to do with he loves being in Green Bay and they had the great weapons and they put he said you guys drafted a quarterback because you thought I was done. So I'm going to show you how good I still am. So it had nothing to do with what Green Bay did, had nothing to do with what Green Bay put around him. It's the fact that he was like f you guys I'm going to show you how good I still am. And when I walk away from this team, you can then put in this kid that you drafted who didn't yep. even dress last season because he wasn't physically ready to play. You go ahead and hold that. It's an organization that has behaved cheaply over the, over the decades. They did it to, they did it to uh, Brett Favre. They've done it to Aaron Rodgers. They just feel that they can be able to take any wide receiver off the street from, from, the, from the discount aisle or the supermarket and say, do you want to play wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers? It's not, it doesn't work that way. When you had a chance, they l- listen to how crazy this is, E. They drafted a quarterback in a draft that was wide receiver loaded. Loaded, boy. Loaded. Yeah, man. And do you realize that even if they drafted Jordan Love, okay, fine, you put that out there. There's six other rounds. They didn't draft not one receiver. And you're Despicable. and you and you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be happy about that. It had nothing to do with the kid. He will help the kid more than Brett Favre ever helped him. It right. had nothing to do with Jordan Love. Is the fact that I'm still here. I'm still the quarterback of this team. I need weapons. I need a team around me. They didn't even offer a contract to um. So what's my man from from the Texans, J.J. Watt? Why yeah. wouldn't you Why wouldn't you give him a contract? He, I'm sure he wanted to be in Green Bay. That's been that that have been a nice situation for him to go to. Instead, so he goes to Arizona. So this is these are things that Aaron Rodgers looks at, and more importantly, here's where I think that Aaron Rodgers really was done with the Packers. NFC Championship game, third down, they they they, they get the incomplete pass or whatever it was. It's fourth down now. You have a, you have Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. You don't give him a chance to throw the football, even if he even if he gets an incomplete pass. Where they are on the field, you can allow your defense to 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 get good field position. You you, you have the you have the Bucks backed up. Who knows if you get another interception, a tip pass, a sack? You're now operating in good field position. And you can be able to go right back up there and get some points but they go ahead and kick the field goal when you have the MVP on your field. Aaron Rodgers was done after that. He was done after that. So that, that to me, I think is, is it's what this is about. Nothing to do with money. He has the money. He's very comfortable. He, I'm sure he would have liked being the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. It's about respect and it's about how they view him. And it, it's, he knows he, he understands that it's like, don't try to circle talk me. Don't try to prop me up in the media. 
I know for a fact over the last decade, you guys have been cheap as hell. The team has reflected that. The last time that you actually spent money on this team and got free agents and stuff, we won a Super Bowl. So that right. goes to show you that you guys are cheap. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with anything else. That's why Aaron Rodgers is upset. I don't blame him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that he does walk away. Like you say, I want him to retire. I want him to retire right before the season. I, I want him to show up to preseason, right? In, in his gear. And, you know, he plays in the preseason games and he gives all the notion that he's going to play. Oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm back. Everything's fine. And then as soon as that preseason is over, as soon as they're prepping for week one and whoever they're playing, I would say, cause you know, they practice, I think Wednesday and then Wednesday, uh, not then they get the off day on Wednesday, but they practice Monday, Tuesday. So whatever the schedule is, the last day of practice, he walks into the management's office and say, I quit. I'm out. I'm out. You go ahead and you put Jordan Love in there. Have a good life. See ya. And then after that, five minutes after that, Devontae Adams comes in there and says, if he's not here, I'm out. So you can go, you can go to Pathmark or Rite Aid and go find your next wide receiver because it's not going to be me. Pathmark word. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, but they, they, de- they deserve it. They des- everything, they everything that happens to the Green Bay Packers that's negative in this season, they deserve it because they You're put right. themselves here. Put themselves here. Yep. So let's talk about your Eagles because you're such a big Eagles fan. <laughs> um, you know, what are your thoughts on the upcoming season? And are you a firm believer in Jalen Hurts? Because I'm not. You know, I don't want to sound like the typical delusional like fan <laughs> per se, but I always am in good spirits about my team until okay. like until the middle of the season. Then I'm like so I get a more realistic, you know, right. Like, seeing where they're really going. Yes, yes. Um, We're in a weird position because, like, I always preach that O-line and coaching are the most important part of your team. When you have, like, your Cowboys had great O-line. Like, yes. y'all historically have good O-line. Oh, 100%. One, and one of the reasons why I feel like, you know, you guys, like, you know, haven't, like, reached the prominence that y'all should have is because of, you know, you guys' O-line is, is getting older. And I feel like and, if you guys... And Jerry Jones. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he has a lot to do with it. You know what I'm saying? But um, as far as my birds, you know, we have good O-line. And, you know, a, a lot of our guys was injured last year. You know, we um picked up a good center, Landon Dickerson, in the draft. And I'm very excited about him. He could be the uh, Jason Kelsey replacement. But um, I feel good about our team and the direction we're going. A lot of people have us going freaking 3-13 and 13 and all that. And, you know, I'm used to that. Everyone always just – hates on the Eagles and always puts us in a place where we're not going to win the East and we wound up winning. So I feel like we always perform best when we're the underdog. So I'm not mad at that. Um, we are definitely weak. And um, in our secondary, I would love if we address that. There's so many people that we could um, make moves for Stefan Gilmore. Um, the kid from um, the Steelers, Steven Nelson is still out there. Right. Xavier Howard has just recently been disgruntled. I feel like we should make a move for him to, um, to solidify our corners because um Darius Slay is good. Um I don't think he's the most solid number one, but if you had you know someone lined up on the other side who's strong, yeah. you know, they could make an impact. You know, he's yeah, no yeah. Asante Samuel, he's no Troy Vincent or anything like that. But um right. 
I feel he's, like he's, he, he's decent. He's decent. Yeah, yeah, he, he's decent. He'll make a play here and there. He got torched at the end of the season, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that secondary did face a lot of injuries. Um, But what I am most worried about is the coaching because I'm not too familiar with uh, Nick Serrani and the guys that he brought in from Indianapolis. Right. Um, I could just leave it up to the Lord and just hope that they do good. But one thing, <laughs> <laughs> one thing is for sure and two things is for certain. We will beat the Giants as we always do every season, no matter how much in the hole we are. I know those guys are very upset with us, you know, how, how we threw that game last year. And we did. We wanted a draft pick and everything. And right. wound up trading that draft pick to get ahead of them with your Cowboys. We traded to, to take um, Devontae Smith because they wanted them. Yes, you know? that, so that's what, that was a good pickup. Yeah. So Giants fans are, are very mad at us right now, but we're still going to get that W, you know, who you cares them about, in New who, Jersey. I said it. Who cares about Giants fans? There's one thing that, that we can agree on. The enemy of my enemy is yeah, my friend. Yep. That's basically what it is. Exactly. exactly. Nah, but, but what are your thoughts on, on Jalen Hurts though? Cause you did mention that, you know, if Deshaun Watson is out there, I've heard the rumors, you know, you'd love Aaron Rodgers. You'd love, you got to see what happened with Deshaun Watson, but those are two high profile quarterbacks. So yes. Do you feel that if they don't make a move to get a high profile quarterback, how do you feel about the current quarterback that you have? You know, I look at Jalen Hurts like Michael Vick when he first came to the Eagles as a third string. Okay. I feel like he's that he's kind of you know, another coach now, you know, so a new system he has to learn, but he's still learning the game as where Vic was relearning the game after he came to his prison stint. Right. Um, I won't be the most mad if we don't land these guys. I'm already preparing not to land any of these guys because right. it just is. You're um, realistic. You're realistic. Yeah. Um, what I do like about Hertz is that he will get you yards with his feet. And in today's game, you got, you got guys like Kyler Murray, you know, who has success doing that. And right. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is the next Kyler Murray, but, you know, there's potential there. Right. To, to do some things with his feet. And, you know, he if he just, you know, does his uh, check downs, you know, we'll be in a safe, safe space. I don't know um, too much about, you know, his um, deep ball. We do got Devontae Smith for that. Um, I'm yet to see like him be consistent throwing it deep. I liked what I seen at the end of the season, but I feel like um, I don't want to say luck, but I feel like he was just um, a product of circumstance due to yeah. what was going on with Carson Wentz. So um, he had basically no pressure on him to perform in any kind of way because Carson Wentz was just it was just a sinking ship. And I love Carson Wentz and I think he's a great quarterback, but um, his time was just up, just like Andy Reid. You know, their time was just it was just up, you know, and right. that doesn't mean, you know, Andy was a bad coach or Carson's a bad quarterback. It's just like with us, the marriage was just over. It was just time to move on. We put Carson in a great position back with Frank Reich in um, Indianapolis. Right. And as far as Jalen goes, um, he, I feel like he's in um, a proven position too, because we're clamoring for Deshaun Watson and who in their right mind wouldn't want to take Deshaun Watson, you know, especially if those allegations clear and everything like that, he's great, you know, and Aaron Rodgers too. So it's like, you can't say no to that. You know, it's not like you're, you're going after freaking Geno Smith over Jalen Hurts, you know, yeah. but I feel like um, Jalen will do good and I may pick him up in fantasy because he does get them run yards. So I'll be watching out for him on the boards. You know, the thing is with Jalen Hurts with me is that it's always been the same issue that I've had with him since his days in college is that he's just not accurate enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he can make, he can make plays with his legs. Absolutely. But you know, you have to be accurate on third down and you have to know how to be able to get the ball to guys. And he hasn't shown me that ability whether when he was on Alabama he showed it a little bit when he was in Oklahoma, but it was the system. It wasn't the fact that 
you know, he was impressive throwing the football. He was impressive with his legs and all that other stuff under Lincoln Riley. So, you know, I need to see him develop some accuracy. Can he do that? I'm not sure because, you know, sometimes if you come into the NFL or most of the time when you come into the NFL and you're not accurate, you end up just not being an accurate quarterback. There's very few quarterbacks that can be able to come in with uh, a lack of accuracy and really pinpoint and revamp their whole throwing motion and get more accurate. So that's my concern with him is that he'll never be a guy that is a high 60s, 70s, you know, percent completion percentage type of stuff. He'll probably always hang in there into the low fifth, you know, the, 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 the low or, or the high fifties, maybe even like, you know, low sixties probably, but that, that, that may not be enough to win you games consistently, but we'll see. We'll see exactly what happens, but just not, I'm not a big fan of Jalen hurts. Um, I think that they threw him in there because like you said, that they were pretty much done with Carson Wentz last season. And I just feel that if they, if they were a little bit sure with their quarterback position going forward and they still had Jalen Hurts, I think that Jalen Hurts would be sitting longer than, than, than uh, actually putting him in, him in the starting lineup right now. Yeah, I agree. So, so now it's time for rapid fire, my man, All right. where I'm going to ask you a couple of questions of who you think is better. And you can be able to tell me who it is. I'm not going to debate you on it unless it's completely off the, the rails and I have to step in and interject. <laughs> I've done that with a couple of people. I've had to. Yeah, I had I've the, heard. I've had the. I've had the course correct them a little bit, but uh, you know what I mean. Not not too much. So uh, we'll start with. I guess since we're talking about football, let's keep it football. Better running back, LT, or Marshall Falk. Yeah, this is my lane right here. You know, I used to play back, so uh, I'm gonna have to go with LT, man. I love Marshall Falk and he's a better um he's better for receptions. Yeah. But LT, I feel like he's just to me a better team guy. Like okay. his energy and just, you know, his just his aura, his vibe for me. I'd rather be in a locker room with him than Marshall. Marshall's not a bad guy either, right. but I, I'd be more comfortable sitting across LT in that film room. Interesting. Interesting. Better running back. You have Emmett Smith or you have Walter Payton. Walter Payton. I didn't even hesitate. I like that. <laughs> and that's not because, you know, um, you know, my Cowboys hate or anything right. like that. But Sweetness was a whole different animal. Man. Yeah, he, he, he was the man. If, if there was no Barry, man, I'd have to go with Sweetness as my all-time favorite running back. Definitely. Now, here's another one for you. Better running back, Terrell Davis or Barry Sanders? Barry Sanders. You go with Barry, okay. Yeah. Oh, man, he's gained more yards going backwards than some has gone forward. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, uh, let's see. Better quarterback. I'm going, I'm going unconventional here because everybody likes to do the same stuff. Steve Young or let's see. Steve Young or Troy Aikman. Oh, man. <laughs> uh I'm gonna have to go with Steve Young. Going Steve Young. Yeah, once again, it's not you know my cowboys hate, but you know, as I mentioned earlier in the I'd episode, go, I'd, I'd go Steve too. I'd go you Steve. know, Steve was super elusive. You know, I didn't have um the pleasure of watching as much 49er games as I saw as Eagles games, but when right. I did watch Niners, um, he was always a pleasure to watch, man. Right. He 
super com- competitive. Um, I actually feel like um Troy Aikman doesn't get enough props as he deserves. I know he had a great line. He's had great receivers and everything, but you know, Troy uh, managed the game very well. And that's coming from an Eagles fan. Nah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, let's see. Which is another good one. Better wide receiver. We're going to go. Uh, like I said, I want to go unconventional here. Marvin Harrison or Isaac Bruce. Ooh, man. You know, and I hate ties. If there were to be a tie, it would definitely be that one. But no ties. If they, if, yeah, they, the proverbial gun to my head. I'd have to go with Isaac Bruce only because he's uh, more of a proven winner than uh, Marvin Harrison is. Um, though I feel like uh, Marvin Harrison may be edging him out as far as um a, being a better possession receiver. But uh, being that, um you know, Isaac Bruce has winning in his blood more than um Marvin Harrison does. I got to go with uh, my man number 80, Isaac Bruce. Definitely, man. Definitely. I like that. I like that answer. Um, yeah, as you hear my son in the background. And you hear uh, mine too. He's yeah. <laughs> he's <up. laughs> Better tight end. You have Antonio Gates or my man Shannon Sharp. Ooh, I, I gotta go with Shay Shay, man. Uncle Shay Shay got it. Um, Gates is really good though. I mean, Gates, uh, he's another one who I feel like is um undervalued, underappreciated. Um, but Shay Shay, he he's just built like a horse how he looks man you know he's uh definitely and he's a super competitor when he was in his days man with denver and in baltimore man i gotta go with uncle shay shay <laughs> all right let's go to let's go to basketball better shooter I, I, and i'm going unconventional here i don't want to i'm not going to use the same ones that i've used better shooter i'm trying to think ah oh, man yeah, I'm glad you didn't use the same ones because I was actually ready for them because, you know, I listened. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, see, see, I'm yeah, glad I, you throwing me I got, off. I, I like got, it. I, I got to switch it up on you now. I got to <laughs> switch it up on you now. Paige Stojakovic or... Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think of another good one. Paige Stojakovic or... Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going into the vault now. I'm going into the vault. All right, Pages Stojakovic or Eric Gordon. Ooh, ah, uh, hit me on my pager. <laughs> going with Stojakovic. That's just that. That's that guy. You go with Stojakovic. Okay, I cool. got to. Yeah, man. Let's see. Better power forward. Guy that doesn't get talked about a lot. Chris Webber or. Let's see. Chris Webber. Okay. Chris Webber or Chris Bosch? Got to go with C-Web, man. My Michigan family would hate me if I ain't say it. Um, Bosch, you know, he's good too, but but C-Web, man, you know, other than that bonehead timeout that he took, man, he's been super consistent and he's been um hell of a teammate. You know, especially when he, he was with Juwan Howard for years, even coming into yeah. the NBA. And, you know, he's a super likable guy, competitor. Right. Um, Bosch, I feel like, didn't have um, as long as a career as C-Web with consistency. I felt like even in Miami, um, Bosch wasn't who he was in Toronto. People may disagree with that, but... Um, no, he like... wasn't, but, but he sacrificed more than he anybody did. else had to. So, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I respect him for that. 
and you know, Bosch is a great locker room guy too. You know, you know, cue the champagne in the face and all that wild stuff he used to do. But he's a fun guy. You know, what I'm saying he's somebody who I would love to like be on a team with. But um, when it comes to like winning and you know, you want the ball in somebody's hands without calling a damn timeout when you don't got none. See right. Web. Right. Not nah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, let's go to baseball. We are Mets fans, so I'm going to hit you with who's the better pitcher, Tom Seaver or Jacob DeGrom? Ooh, ah, ah, I might have to go the millennial route here. I'm going to go with um, DeGrom. You're going you go DeGrom, okay. I got to, and, you know, I wasn't around too much for the Tom Seaver days, but what I've seen from DeGrom, he's generational, you know, and – yeah. You know, Tom Seaver was great, too, but it's just a shame, man, that DeGrom's on this team doing what he's doing for this team. And I wish we had six other DeGroms on this team because we'd be a championship team every year with them. Yeah, they, they're the reason why my blood pressure is high every year. Um, the Mets just they, they, they make me upset. They make me upset and they make me emotional and I don't like to talk about them. So uh, the next one, next Met question for you. More influential to the organization. This one may be a tough one. Mike Piazza or David Wright? Oh, um, man, you know, I, I got to go with Piazza. Okay. I got to go with Piazza. Uh, David Wright was great, man. He, he's, you know, what the organization is all about. But when we got Piazza from L.A. Everything changed. Everything changed. Yeah. You know, and those are two great jerseys to have if you're a Mets fan. I feel like Definitely. every Mets fan should have both jerseys or either or because those guys were super class, especially Piazza, man. He has that edge to him. Piazza, to me, looks more like a New Yorker, too, you know, with the hair <laughs> yeah. and the mustache. You know, he, he looks right. like somebody I'd see in Brooklyn eating a pizza right, or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's more New York for me. So, yeah, I'm running with Piazza. Nah, definitely, man, definitely. Here's a last one for you. I'm going to catch you with another football one. You're an Eagles fan, so I'm going to hit you with this one. This this. This may be a little tough. Maybe a little tough. Better quarterback. We're gonna go with Randall Cunningham or Donovan McNabb. Ooh, I, I have to go Randall. Okay. Um, I love McNabb and I love like you know what he brought to the game for us. I feel like at times he was a little bit uh I don't want to say lackadaisical, but too laid back for us. Yeah, you know, for our city. Uh, it's funny that we shipped him to Washington and, you know, of all teams. And, uh, but with Randall, you know, he was just a great guy, great locker room guy. I hated when he went to Minnesota and he even stopped with y'all at one time, which was <laughs> weird for me to see him in a Cowboys jersey. But um, believe it or not, even though I love Randall and he introduced me to the Eagles, my favorite Eagles quarterback of all time is Michael Vick. Okay. Okay. And, I I've lost friends on Facebook because I've defended Michael Vick and I'm not saying what he did was right, but I just feel like when you go to prison and you do your time, you know, I feel like you, everyone deserves a second chance and Absolutely. he did the best he could. And he's given more money than anybody would make in their lifetime to charities and, and to show that he's sorry for what he did. And we could do a whole nother episode on that, you know what I'm saying? On what he did and, and how I feel and everything behind the scenes. But um, what he brought to the game and to come back and everybody wrote him off, 
And him and Deshaun Jackson and McCoy and Macklin was just the funnest times for me to be an Eagles fan. It's a shame we didn't win anything, but yeah, Vic, I got to go with Vic over all the quarterbacks that the Eagles had. Nah, definitely, man. I, I respect that. I, you know, I, I agree with you 100% in regards to, you know, Michael Vic did his time and, you know, people, people need to, people need to forgive, you know, that what that man has done after he's gotten out. In regards to you know being an advocate and and, and being a, a role model to so many kids out there, um, you know I, I don't have any bad thing to say about Michael Vick at all. Um, you know Michael Vick was one of one of my favorite players. So you know the fact that you say that Michael Vick is is your favorite Eagles quarterback, I, I you know I'm not I, I I could try to course correct you, but in regards to the you know the 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 morale side of it, the 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 journey that he went on. The, the, the resurrection of his career, of how he got back to football and how he actually made himself a viable quarterback again. It's a great story. So, you know, I can't really, I can't really fault you for that one. So definitely respect that. But um, there's definitely, definitely, a, 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 this was fun, E. Appreciate you coming on, man. Like I said, you know, I, I, I always support you. You, you, you know what you're doing in regards to, you know, you have the new venture with the, with the shop opening up. Rap Lab is doing well. Um, you know, you you you're doing you're doing your rep stuff on the side. So, you know, everything is kind of coming full circle for you. And 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 I'm very proud uh of what you're doing. I'm proud to call you my friend. So uh, you know, tell everybody again where they can find you on social media and what you got going on for the future. Yes, sir. That is uh revbarber.mc on Instagram. And um, you can find my son in some of my stories and my pictures as you hear him here. He's dying to get an appearance on All Even Live here. <laughs> I think Coco Melon's not cutting it for him right now. But um, yeah, um, all platforms, Rev Barber MC, Rev MC. I'm on Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram. Come check us out at Cubero Cuts opening in August. Yes, sir. That is um 95-04 Ozone Park. If y'all from Brooklyn, Queens, we got that flavor for you. We're going to have the TVs playing all the sports games and everything, playing the latest movies. But yeah, we out here, man. And uh, yeah, we got a Studio E opening up for the All Even Live podcast, too. We constructed hey. that. So, you know, you, you're more than welcome to come and do anything you want in um, my studio once I fix it up there. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. I appreciate you. So, yes, like I said, man, we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon, man. Gotcha, brother. I'd like to thank my man E for coming on his show. You know, he's a diehard Eagles fan. You know, hard worker, got a lot going for him. You know, the, the the shop is opening up soon. Proud of him for that. Uh, he just needs to possibly, possibly change the colors of the shop. The the orange and blue. Uh, listen, I, I I don't know how comfortable I'm going to feel walking in there. <laughs> but shouts to my man. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. On a Saturday. It's all even. This is the God Jensen Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy welcome back y'all so without further ado the greatest segment on the planet dummy of the week dummy yeah we pick candidates on tuesday and saturday and then we pick the winner on that saturday show 
So who is my winner for Dummy of the Week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is Cole Beasley. Wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Free spirit. Wants to do whatever he wants to do. Cole Beasley's my winner for Dummy, yeah. Because ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'd like to say welcome back. Welcome back, Cole Beasley, because you were on this show before. And guess what? You were on this show for the same reason. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Mr. Beasley feels the need to be the advocate for a lot of non-vaxxers out there. He doesn't want to take it. He doesn't want to follow protocol. So what he's done is that he has called the Buffalo Bills bluff in regards to cutting him. Hey, cut me. Go ahead. Cut me. I'm one of the best slot receivers in the game. Cut that guy. Yeah. He has even gotten into it with a teammate of his. How is that going to play out in a season where you're beefing with a teammate? They're doing the right thing. They're trying to be responsible. You want to live in a dummy verse. <laughs> you got the Marvel Universe. You got the DC Universe. I have created the dummy verse. This is where he is. This guy believes that the Bills actually need him. He's a dime a dozen. Who is Colby? <laughs> you don't think that they can find another redhead, small white man to run across the field? I'm sure they can. <laughs> if you want to quit, quit. Nobody cares. This is the funny part about this. I said this on the last time you were on this show. Nobody cares. Nobody cares if you want to walk away from football. I don't even think the Bills care. They only care because they might have to eat some dead money. But in regards to the human being that you are, I don't think they care. That's the funny part. The dummy force is strong with this one. Strong. Cole Beasley's probably one of those people that have a whole bunch of bumper stickers on the back. <laughs> His teammates are probably going to have like a special table that they put him at. <laughs> you know, when, when you have the uh, the weddings, you, know, you got certain tables. You got the guest table, family table. You got the kids table. They <laughs> they going to put him at the dummy table. That's where he belongs because this guy just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand that he is employed by a team and employed by the NFL. It's a job. If you don't want to do this job, then walk away. And when you walk away, never, and I repeat, never come back. <laughs> There's not going to be any demand for you. Nobody's going to care. Your family will love you because you'll have all of this free time to stay at home with all the people that you said are good. They're financially stable. There's nothing that they need. Great. Leave. Please. Go away. Shoo. Just go. You know how bad you have to be to have teammates going at you on Twitter publicly? You, you got to be the most disliked person on this team. You got Emmanuel Sanders posting his, his VAC car saying, listen, accountability, accountability. I'm not with the BS this year. 
being an adult, responsible. That dummy over there? That, yeah, it's free speech. I will do it. I'm gonna quit, and I'm daring the Bills to cut me. The best thing the Bills can do is to keep you. Keep you on that team and not <laughs> not play you. Not play you, just let you sit there and just drink it all in. Be an idiot. Be an idiot. I love this country for this because what we've created in this world is social media has made you really understand and realize how many dummies exist. And although it, it's sad, it's really a good thing for me because I can just be able to pluck a dummy here and there for my show. It's great content. Keep them coming. Cole Beasley, like I said, you and a lot of people have created the dummy verse on y'all even podcast. I salute you. You are going to be in the Hall of Fame because you are somebody who's been a frequent visitor on Dummy of the Week. That puts you in the Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Congratulations. I would say my tagline that Burger King is hiring, but guess what? Burger King might might require you to get vaxxed. <laughs> probably can't even work there <laughs> so Cole Beasley if being a dummy was a great point average you'd be zuma kun laude but you're a winner for dummy of the week that's all for this show that's all for this week I'll see you guys on Tuesday but until then stay safe stay cool Peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcast available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.